What's good? What's good? What's good, party people? I am Candia Johnson. Welcome to the Candia Conversations podcast, the podcast on a mission to help you speak up and show up anyway. Despite dealing with self-doubt, uncertainty, and fear, your girl is here to help you activate your voice and keep your mind right while you step into the next best version of yourself. By the way, this is the first episode of 2021. I'm super hype about this upcoming season. I have some amazingly dope guests stepping into the Kansas Conversations Lounge. And over the holiday break, I've been thinking about y'all. I've been thinking, planning, thinking, and planning. Shout out to my Evernote mobile app because (laughs) that app has helped me brainstorm while I'm perusing through the supermarket aisle and some sort of idea pops in my head like, oh, I got to tell my Kansas Conversations peeps about this. Or sometimes I'm lovingly stalking people on the gram. Don't act like y'all don't lovingly stalk people on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Whatever your social media drug of choice is, you know you got one person you always looking after. Anywho, I found a couple of people and invited them to the Cancer Conversations podcast. So I'm super excited about that. And so Evernote has truly allowed me to take a break from my desktop or laptop without really not taking a break. But I did take a good kind of break. Uh, And if you don't know, Evernote is an app that allows you to capture your thoughts and your notes and capture website pages. And you can even um, capture images and video. And then I love it because when I want to take an extended break and something, an idea pops in my head, I pop it into my Evernote app and then it synchronizes it across all of my uh, devices. So my sane and insane ideas are always in <laughs> one place. And no, Evernote is not sponsoring this episode because some of you are probably saying, Candy keeps talking about this Evernote thing. Maybe they're sponsoring her episode. The answer is no. But listen, if you know somebody who knows somebody who works at Evernote, or maybe you're like an Evernote employee and you want to put in a good word, holla at your girl. Okay, let's make some magic for sponsorship in 2021. Anywho, Today's topic is a good one. Tis the season for creating vision boards and setting goals. So today I want to talk about some of the things that people often overlook, some questions that they should ask themselves when creating their vision or turning you know, their vision into reality and ways that you can set yourself up for a breakthrough year. In fact, I'd love for you to join me because this is what I'm already claiming. This is going to be a breakthrough year. Despite what's happening or the craziness that's happening in the world, I would love for you to join me and be an example of what happens when you show up and speak up anyway, despite your limiting thoughts, despite uh, circumstances beyond your control, it is still possible for you to create a breakthrough year. So join me in doing so. But you know, real talk, when we talk about this vision board thing, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I've had a love-hate relationship with vision boards. Because here's my thing. Vision boards featuring pretty pictures of dream vacations and affirmations like, I am beautiful, I am worthy, I am surrounded by love and support. It sounds cool, but if you don't know how to execute or take action 
towards that vision board or towards that yearly theme every single day or every single week, what's the point of having that big, pretty poster board in plain sight every single day? For me, your daily actions, your daily decisions, the things you say yes to, the things you say no to, must be aligned with the theme or vision you have for your life. And so I've also come to realize that this is going to take more momentum than motivation. And so for me, an execution board helps me identify the momentum that I could take every single day or every single week or at least once a quarter towards that vision that I have for my life. And so what does it really mean to turn your vision into reality? I want to talk about getting super specific and clear on the actions and results that you need to achieve your goals. I want to talk about not only uh, questions that you can ask to, to guide yourself, but also some of the thoughts and the feelings that you need to tackle when trying to take that action. So when I think about the differences between a vision board and a vision uh, execution board for me, while a vision board includes a collage of like pictures and affirmations that depict your dreams and goals, an execution board is really the best of both worlds. So not only does it, does it include the uh, pictures and quotes and things of that sort, but it also includes a list of the habits that you need to adopt. It includes uh, at least, you know, 10 to 15 results that you have to create to achieve that vision. Uh, And my She Deserves More group, right before the new year, we held two sessions to work on our execution boards. And some of the things I also walk people or walk my group members through is transforming some of your limiting thoughts as it relates to some of your goals into mantras and uh, into actions that you have to take. I also talk about or stress that people identify the boundaries that you need to have in place. Also, the reasons why is incredibly important. So let's say you have created this vision board right? I'm a fan of writing things down, right? So let's say you have the pretty pictures up and you have, you know, identified one to two sentences that explains your vision that you have for your life, whether that's the vision that you have next year, three years from now, or five years from now. One of the very first things that you have to ask yourself is, what are the five reasons why this vision is important for me? Your why is going to motivate you to keep pushing when all hell breaks loose, and that's inevitable. Your why guides the things you say no to as well as the things you say yes to. And so as you begin to take steps towards turning your vision into reality, it's inevitable. You're going to face obstacles, challenges, and mistakes. You're going to encounter a voice in your head that tells you, you know, you're not good enough or you're not ready for success or you're not equipped to take this uh, project on. So when you think about giving up on your goals or moving back into your dangerous zone of comfort, your five reasons why can help you refocus 
and make decisions that serve you better or serve your needs and align with the, um, the actions that lead you towards your vision. So your why can include a cause, a, a social cause. It can include a, a purpose which guides your actions and intentions or everyday decisions. So I encourage you to get clear on five reasons why it's important for you to achieve this vision or achieve this goal. So when I think about uh, some of the reasons why I increased my my fees uh, for my training program as well as my coaching program, one of my five reasons why relates to the wealth building um, fund that I wanted to establish for my nieces and nephew. So when I think about dishonoring the commitment that I made for myself, like I deserve more and I'm going to charge this amount, if and when that thought pops into my head like, oh, Candia, maybe people are not going to pay that amount. Or what if people say that that's too expensive? I resort back to one of those five reasons why to bring me back to reality. And once I've identified uh, my five reasons why, I also stick that list on my vision board. So maybe on the left side of the pretty picture, there's the five reasons why, just to remind me, just to keep me focused, just to help me honor the commitments I've made to myself. The next question you should ask yourself is, what if I focused on one goal for the entire year? What would it be? This question can help you really prioritize the first thing that you want to tackle. What's most important for you? You see, oftentimes when we create these vision boards, right, we overwhelm them with these pictures that are kind of vague in a sense, um, but you still don't really have a clue as to what's the next best thing that I should do. So one of the questions that I often challenge people with is, well, what? let's just say if you only had time to do one goal, which one would you choose? Uh, you could also, one of the things that we did, and she deserves more, is I gave the ladies um, categories. So we had health, uh, finance, career, um, I think I had community. I gave them a list of different categories they could choose and asked them to identify one And then I said, what if you could only focus on one goal for the entire year? What would it be? That could help you get laser focused on that one specific goal and what you need to do to make it happen. I am a fan of less is more because oftentimes we overwhelm ourselves or we get burned out at the mere thought of turning our vision into reality. So once you have that one goal identified, I want you to ask yourself, What are the results I have to repeatedly create to make this goal happen and turn my vision into reality? What are the habits I have to repeatedly do to make this goal happen and turn my vision into reality? Because here's the thing, whether you are trying to lose weight or you're trying to make, I don't know, $200,000 a year, right, Uh, in, in your own consulting business, It all comes down to mastering a repeated process or creating a repeated result. One result is not going to get you there. (laughs) One time mastering the process is not going to get you there. So to set yourself up, right, with a foundation of things that you are going to take impact, imperfect action towards every single day, 
create a list of a list of 10, 12, 15 results and habits that you have to do to make this goal a reality. And once I write that list of 10 to 15 things, I stick it on one side of my execution board so that my five reasons why are visible as well as the 15 actions that I plan to create, that's visible as well. The habits that I have to repeatedly do to get the results that I want, that's visible as well. So when I think about habits, uh, you know, I want to say maybe it was about uh, a year ago, I had some health issues and I wanted to, of course, lose weight. Uh, I think I had like a 10 pound, lose 10 pounds um, goal. And then I just wanted to feel healthy. I was feeling bloated and all these sorts of things. And so one of the habits that I set for myself was to have, uh, I think it's five, four to five servings of veggies and fruits every single day. And that's on my vision board. And I have followed that for over a year now. Okay. So once you have that list of results that you want to create, as well as the habits that you have to repeatedly do, stick that on one side of your execution board. So for instance, if your one word theme is impact, how will you translate that word into daily and or weekly habits? What does that result look like? for you? How does that align with the person you want to become like three to five years from now? What's the smallest step you can take every day or every week to build momentum towards that uh, vision of impact that you have for yourself? So when I think back um, on my career, probably eight years ago, I felt very unfulfilled. I felt like I wanted to make a difference. I wasn't too sure what that looked like or what I could possibly do. And at the same time, my alma mater just so happened to reach out to me to come to the school to speak. And so I started mentoring and then I started working with a nonprofit with young teenage girls. And so that helped me to feel fulfilled, those little steps, having to show up and give back and share advice and things of that sort with my mentors, as well as the teenage girls really helped me feel uh, that fulfillment that I was looking for. So really identifying what that looks like every single day or what it looks like every single month and how you plan to show up for that. And that's another important thing I want to talk about. Clarity unfolds. Sometimes you may not know or you may not have a complete picture of your vision, but it's a feeling that you're wrestling with. And that's okay to just simply move towards that feeling. And so even you have to, even if you have a feeling, right? Like at that time, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. I knew the life that I was living wasn't the one I wanted, <laughs> uh, but part of me was feeling unfulfilled. Like I wanted to do more. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be known as this woman who inspired and empowered and educated people to, you know, dream bigger and do these sorts of things. And so I just really went with that feeling. And once I started mentoring and I started feeling feeling good about myself and feeling that sense of fulfillment, I started to get even more clear on the space that I wanted to create for my life and my career. So always remind yourself that clarity unfolds. Okay. And another thing, when you are identifying your goals and when you are identifying the vision that you have for your life, 
it's important to stop and think about the feelings that you want to align with certain uh, actions that you're going to take. Because a lot of the times, our goals are not going to happen every overnight. Some of us, we are going to achieve our goal in the first quarter. We may not achieve it for the entire year. Some of us, it may take us two years. And so when you get clear about the feeling that you're looking for or that how you want to feel, a lot of the times you can create those experiences for yourself before you even get to achieving the goal. Right. And so when I think back to the Kansas Conversations podcast, if you've listened to, uh, you know, season one of the podcast, you know that I launched Kansas Conversations three, four years ago and then I dropped the ball. And so for about a year, I was beating myself up about putting, uh, starting the podcast again because I felt like I was irresponsible and I just let it go and I was inconsiderate and I wanted to feel accomplished. I wanted to feel committed. I wanted to be consistent. And so one way that I prepared for that was just batch processing episodes, right? I began to understand that I wasn't that type of person to record a podcast every single day. Like some people could record a new episode every single day or every week. They could just haphazardly show up to create an episode. Me, for me to be consistent, I had to create at least three to four episodes at once. This week, I have four uh, interviews that I'm doing for the Kansas Conversations podcast. So to set myself up for success and to set myself up to feel like I was accomplished and responsible... I know I have to commit to batch processing, right? So focusing on the experience you have to create to get the feeling as well as the outcome that you want, okay? So now let's say you've identified your vision, right? You got your pretty picture board. You have your goals. You have your habits. You have the results you want to create. But now I want you to close your eyes and I want you to fast forward mm, three months from now maybe six months, three or six months from now, I want you to imagine that you haven't even taken action towards your goal. Imagine you've started a project, but then you lost momentum. Keep it real. What are three to five reasons why you think you didn't get started? What are some reasons why you may have lost momentum or given up on taking action towards your goal or your vision Think about the thoughts or the habits or the distractions that possibly got in your way. What would those things be? You know, when I was working with the She Deserves More group and we were identifying some of the the thoughts and the fears, right, that we had about some of the results and the habits that we had to put in place to make our vision a reality, I thought about my time as a communication and learning consultant. We, I would work on a lot of proposal teams, right, to bring in new business for the firm. And a lot of the times the proposals were huge. And so, you know, some of us would group into, you know, maybe three or four people and we would tackle the overview section. We would tackle uh, the risk and mitigating strategies for the project. Some people would tackle the budgeting section. And so in a business setting, 
the risk and mitigating strategies for a proposal includes your plan to reduce any threats uh, or risk to the project objectives or what and goals and what you're proposing. Proposing, and so that process is no different to what we as individuals have to do for ourselves when we are making plans to achieve our goals. When you're thinking about your goals, when you're thinking about your vision, really think about some of the obstacles, the challenges, and your thoughts that can get in the way of you taking action. It may not take, it may take more than a day for you to figure this stuff out, but really list out maybe five thoughts, including the obstacles and challenges that are going to get in your way and figure out your best plan for getting over or working through those uh, challenges and obstacles or any threats or, you know, um, mistakes or setbacks that may happen when it comes to executing on your goals. You have to realize your thoughts lead to your feelings, which leads to your actions, which lead to your results. It's one of my favorite quotes. Your thoughts lead to your feelings, which lead to your actions, which lead to your results. And oftentimes while we're thinking, oh, social media is the threat that's going to keep me off my game, it's not social media. It's your thoughts that led you to those actions, which lead you to your results. A lot of the times, your thoughts of I'm not good enough or your thoughts or I don't have of I don't have as much as this person or that person, it leads you to social media to, to, to scroll. But the reality is there's a thought that's responsible for you, you know, scrolling through social media for 10 to 12 hours or five hours. You're avoiding some sort of emotion. So getting clear on the thoughts and the, and the uh, challenges that are going to get in your way of success is key. Chances are, if you haven't started on your goal, if you're, uh, you've lost momentum, there's the thought that got in your way. So thoughts like, well, you know, why would anyone pay me? What if I fail? I don't know how to get started. I'm not educated enough to speak about this topic. My last client fired me. <laughs> I don't think I can get another client. I don't want to disappoint my kids. I don't want to look stupid. What if I fail? What will I tell my kids? These thoughts turn into actions or the wrong action, like lovingly stalking people too long on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. So the best thing that you can do is master the art of reframing your thoughts. And you can do that by pausing to challenge that thought with an alternate thought to change your story. You can also come up with um, evidence to support new thoughts that you have to develop. I can't say this enough. Self-doubt is a choice. Self-doubt doesn't mean you stop. Self-doubt is normal. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. You also have to understand how your brain works. You see, understanding how my brain works has been game-changing for me. And I've learned that through, through coaching and therapy and things of that sort. Just like your brain would alert you via an airy feeling, like, girl, you drove down the wrong street. You you don't belong in this neighborhood. Or you walked down the wrong (laughs) street. You don't belong in this neighborhood. The same signal your brain sends you when you're about to walk down the wrong street is the same signal your brain is going to send you when you're about to do something new. It's simply trying to 
protect you and redirect you into safety because this is an area of the unknown. So the best thing that you can do is learn how to have a conversation with yourself, learn how to reframe your thoughts from negative to positive in a way that serves you, or at least from negative to uh, opportunity and or, or opportunities that serve you. You see, there's no greater story than the story we tell ourselves. It's the stories we tell ourselves that can make or break our success. It's our story, including our negative thoughts, feelings, and excuses that often lead us to action or inaction. What you tell yourself every single day will determine the moves that you make every single day. Is your story, is your thoughts, are they helping you or hindering you? If you're struggling with being consistent or not taking action, it's the thoughts, your beliefs, and excuses that you are telling yourself. So if you really want to experience a breakout year, you'll need to dig a little deeper. You'll need to dig beyond the fluff of pretty pictures and affirmations and get really, really clear on the thoughts and the fears that will keep you stuck. You're going to have to identify the habits that no longer served you, serves you. They may have served you in 2019. They may have served you in 2020. 2021, they ain't going to serve you no more. 2022, they're not going to serve you anymore. 2023, they're not going to serve you anymore. You see, during a time when most of us are setting goals for the new year, what we have to understand is that along with new goals, you have to form new habits for yourself. How is the person you will be in 2025 different than the person you are right now? What decisions does the Candia in 2025 make versus the decisions that Candia in 2019 made? You see, the other day I was, for example, I was, um, I'm switching platforms for She Deserves More content uh, development platforms. And I have a whole year's worth of lessons and videos and worksheets in one platform. And I needed to move it to a new platform. The 2018 Candia would have moved her own content from one platform to a new platform, right? On her own. I would have just taken five hours or six hours and moved that content over on my own. Downloading each worksheet and uploading it to the new platform and all those sorts of things. But I said to myself, you know what? I need to figure out what the 2025 Candia would do. The 2025 Candia is leading a multi-million dollar company and she doesn't have time to do that level of work. Nor it's not about even the time, it's about, you know, if you're leading a multi-million dollar company, do you have 5 hours to copy and paste? No. So you need to hire someone to do it so she can focus on million dollar strategy moves, relationship building, vision planning, Right? So you have to form new thoughts and beliefs about what it takes to step into the new you and make decisions from the new you versus the old you. While many of us know failure is part of the process, most of us avoid rejection, failure, and mistakes like the plague. But we want to share a quote, fail forward. You ain't failing forward. You're stuck in place. Because we make rejection mean something about us. We make rejection mean that we're incompetent. 
You have to understand that a series of failures lead to a lifetime of success. So that new you gets that, but that old you is constantly uh, challenging that new you. And so you have to get a hold of those old thoughts and pick new thoughts that are going to serve you. Think about the person you will be five years from now. How does that person think? What, What moves do they make differently? Particularly if you are looking to start over or change careers, a huge part of your success is unlearning and becoming who you've been programmed to be. With unlearning and unbecoming, it comes with boundaries that you have to have in place. Oftentimes when we drop the ball, we lose momentum, or we don't even get started, it's because we don't have clear boundaries in place. It's because there's a thought or there's an outdated belief that's stopping you. There's an outdated habit that you keep picking up and you won't drop it for for whatever reason, right? So you have to have a process in place where you have outlined your thoughts and the outdated habits, things that are no longer serving you, and challenged, challenged them with a new way of being. And that brings me to the next and last question. We talked a little bit about this, boundaries. What boundaries do you need to have in place to get the outcome you want? Here's the thing. You have to know when certain behaviors that you've had in the last year is going to work against the vision that you have for this year. And those behaviors or those habits could have worked for you last year. They may not work for you this year. You have to be able to identify the people, places, and things that's going to work against the vision you have for your life. Recently, I read this this article in the Harvard Business Review. It's on attention management, which I thought was, was, was interesting. And I pulled a quote from the article, and it says, Practicing attention management means fighting back against the distractions and creating opportunities throughout your day to support your priorities. First, you have to control external factors. And I thought about one of the habits that I adopted about two years ago or three years ago, and it's a create before you consume day. So that day, sometimes it's on a Wednesday. I think this year I'm going to make Monday and Wednesday my days. But the night before my create before you consume day, I remove social media apps from my phone. And before I open email or um, get on social media, I work on one thing for me or my business, period. It's all about me. So sometimes my create before you consume day can be the whole day. Sometimes it's four to five hours in the morning or three hours in the morning, but I make it a point to put me at the top of my to-do list. You see, while we often think, one of the best pieces of advice I was given by my coach last year, I was complaining about time management. She said, Kenzie, you don't have a time management problem. You have a mind management problem. You have to control where your mind wanders and get stuck and train your mind to stay focused on one thing, right? And so let's review and summarize our questions to help you execute on your goals and turn your vision into reality. Question one, what are five reasons why your vision is important? Think about you know, things that you want to do in you know, 
your community or things that you want to create. Think about the problems that you want to solve in your family or the problems that you want to solve in your finances or the problems that you want to solve in your industry. Think about legacy work, right? So you're going to have five reasons why on your, on your execution board. Then I want you to think about the results you have to repeatedly create to turn your vision into reality. Okay. I want you to think about question three. What's the habit you have to repeatedly do to get the outcome you want? Question four, what's the limiting thoughts you have to transform into positive ones so that your thoughts work for you and not against you? What are the challenges that you uh, could anticipate or the setbacks that you might have to anticipate? And what's your plan for dealing with them? When you think about those results and the new ways you have to show up, again, remember that the way you have to show up, the way you want to show up, it has to be aligned with your thoughts that pop into your mind. And the last question, what boundaries do you need to have in place to get the outcome you want? Making a choice every single day about what you will give your energy to. The money flows where your attention goes, party people. And lastly, I thought that was the last question, but maybe this is not a question. Cut yourself some slack. Sometimes your vision, sometimes your goals are not, are going to take some time. Okay. Sometimes it's going to take longer than a you know, quarter one or quarter two. Sometimes it may take two years. It's Okay. Another reason why I like an execution board and using kind of a cork board is because you can change your mind. You can update your vision board. In fact, I think that you should set a quarterly reminder to review uh, your goals and review your vision and make sure your actions are aligned with the vision that you have for your life. Uh, a few members of my She Deserves More group, they actually created, use Pinterest to create their execution execution boards. Um, one girl brought a, um, she brought a vision board journal. And so she keeps hers in a journal. So the most important thing that you can do is keep it in a place that's, uh, readily accessible and easy for you to update. So that is it for me, party people stay tuned for this amazing season. Also, my She Deserves More group is opening for enrollment soon. Stay tuned. I think episode three, maybe episode four, which is coming up soon. You'll get a notification and I'll, I'll alert you to every amazing thing that's going to happen in that program. We're going to talk more about that. Thanks for listening, Pretty People. Talk soon.